Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Do you ever feel like you're not quite where you thought you'd be? Are you struggling in a waiting season or navigating broken dreams? If you answered yes, you are in good company, my friend. You are definitely not alone. And this is why I wrote my new book, Embrace Your Almost. Find clarity and contentment in the in-betweens, not-quites, and unknowns. This book comes out April 5th, which is right around the corner, but there's actually a way for you to start reading it right now. Here's the deal. If you pre-order a copy of Embrace Your Almost from any retailer, Target, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all of the retailers, anywhere books are sold. If you grab a copy, then you go to jordanleedooley.com slash EYA dash pre-order. You can get access to not only an early advanced copy, which will send right to your email. You can print it off or read it on your tablet, however you'd prefer, but you'll also get access to the while you wait workshop. This is a wildly popular workshop that I ran a couple of months ago and it's still available. It is designed to help you turn your waiting season into one that you enjoy, not just one that you endure. And there's some really practical practical steps in there, as well as a really fun Q&A with another friend of mine that I think you'll find really encouraging. So here's again how to do that. Pre-order a copy of Embrace Your Almost and then go to jordanleedooley.com slash EYA dash pre-order. We'll put that link in the show notes as well and follow the instructions there. Upload your proof of purchase and we'll send you those gifts, not only the advanced copy, but also free access to the While You Wait workshop. If you have a red flag in your life, you cannot live your fullest life until you address or take care of that red flag. Mm. With me, if I had not taken care of my addiction, you know, no matter what end of the spectrum you're on, Mm -hmm. you have to face that and get past that. Okay, so I did. I got past that. I've been sober for eight years. Mm -hmm. But now in my life, I'm, you know, a mom, I'm running a business. I'm living the same life as as a lot of people that are are listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And in my life now... There's not a red flag that's saying this is why your life does not feel up to where you know it can be. There's mm-hmm. not that thing. So I feel like the red flag is when you feel like the absence of bad is like a qualifier for good. Like, well, my life is good because there's nothing bad in it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the red flag. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Mallory, welcome back to She. This is so fun to have you back. 
I'm so excited to be back. We always talk for like 45 minutes before the podcast about everything else. <laughs> I know we do. And then I'm like, we should be recording this. So we're going to finally record and get going. But yeah. I I know everyone is going to love this. This is this is a topic that I know you've just recently written about. But also, you know, I think it's something you and I have had many conversations about mm-hmm. just in life and voice messages and all that. So I'm excited to get to share this conversation. But for those who didn't listen to your first interview on the show, which you guys, Mallory's been on the show before. But for those who are not familiar with that episode or may not be familiar with you, can you just give us a quick recap of your background and your story? I know you were a contestant on The Amazing Race and Miss America, but I'd love if you can just give us a quick overview. Yeah. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee now, but I'm from Kentucky. I grew up on this farm with 23 first cousins. I'm the oldest. And I think that, you know, as Jordan and I talked in our last podcast, like that's kind of where this perfectionistic tendency, this this need to achieve and be a leader was kind of born. So mm-hmm. I had a really great childhood, oldest of all these cousins of all my siblings and uh, had a really great life. I was always an achiever kind of growing up, but it was never really crippling for me. Mm-hmm. So then I go to college in Tennessee. I at Swanee is the school that I went to. It's called the University of the South. I was a theater major. And I always thought that I would sing country music. So from a young age, I was a performer. I've been coming back and forth to Nashville and doing some pretty big things with music at a young age. And then I went to college because I wanted to just, you know, get my education and then do what I was going to do for my career after. Mm-hmm. But then right after college, things kind of took a turn in that I, um, on a whim, decided to do the Miss America pageant. To do the Miss America pageant, you obviously have to win your home state. So mm-hmm. I won Miss Kentucky in 2009, the year after I graduated from college. It was this amazing year and experience. Mm-hmm. And this year of achievement, very public-facing achievement. And then right after I walked off, I was a, or I was a runner for Miss America in 2010. And then right after I walked off the stage, I was cast for The Amazing Race and did two seasons of The Amazing Race right after Miss America. I did a season. We got off of that season and we did an all-star season. So I had all of this you know, achievement and success at such a young mm-hmm. age. I was in my early 20s. Everyone could see. Mm-hmm. And it started to kind of turn on me in my life. And I had um, t- started taking a prescription medication that kind of helped me do more during the day and feel like like I could keep going that I didn't need, mind you, also. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like, my mind was going 100 miles an hour. I couldn't sleep anymore. I was prescribed a sleeping medication. And this is important to my story because over the next five or so years, as I was grabbing for the next big thing and just always missing it Mm -hmm. and just feeling like if I didn't achieve something bigger than these things that everybody had seen, that I was letting everyone in the world down, all my hometown, I'm from this tiny town, Mm -hmm. myself, like my family and it got so bad to a point in, in my story that like I almost lost my life to it. I ended mm-hmm. up going to treatment and then that that was eight years ago. And I'm finally sharing my story in this uh, book that I've written, you know, living fully because, you know, I think that especially like after COVID, I think a lot of people are looking at their lives and saying like, is this mm-hmm. is this it kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this book and um, yeah, it comes, It I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but it, it's probably out. Wow. You know, it's interesting because I mean, I think that's when you have success so early in life or at any point in life, really, there's two things that happen. One, it can create this immense, like we always look at that as like the goal, right? And in many ways, yep. it's all wonderful, but it can create a ton of pressure and a, a ton of pressure to outdo our last achievement to, exactly. you know, double our last result or whatever to keep up the 
image that everyone has this expectation of like who we are now, where I think mm-hmm. that a lot of that comes from our own fear of like, would people judge me if I didn't, if I couldn't keep this up? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it can create like a huge sense of like, I don't know if it, I don't know if this is the way to say it, but like, it can kind of create a lot of confusion around who we are and like our identity in many ways. Absolutely. Like, am I defined by my achievements? Am I defined by, you know, all of that? So I think so much of what you shared is powerful because so so often we aim for these things that look successful on paper and in many ways they are, but they don't always necessarily bring that sense of fulfillment and fullness and happiness and joy and, and contentment mm-hmm. in our life, which we think they will. Like if I just reach this level, I'll be we happy. Do. We you know? know they will. Like we mm-hmm. just know it. And then you get there and you kind of ignore that thought in the back of your head of, oh, this wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And you just keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think too, you know, you and I have a very similar kind of pattern with this kind of stuff that we've mm-hmm. talked about before. And the thing is with me, I didn't have a you know, a family putting pressure on me or a community. It was, it was myself. Yeah. I was putting the pressure on mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. to outdo yeah. and, and achieve. And, yeah. and if I didn't, I just felt like I wasn't myself anymore. Mm-hmm. It was my whole identity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can completely relate. I want to pivot from that because something I know that you, you talk about having is like different versions of fine and how that can mm-hmm. be a real problem. And I think that's super relevant to what we're talking about right now. So can you explain what you mean by that? So, yes. So I've kind of introduced my story in the first part of the book. I talk about this. If you have a red flag in your life, you cannot live your fullest life until you address or take care of that red flag. Mm. With me, if I had not taken care of my addiction, you know, no matter what end of the spectrum you're on, Mm -hmm. you have to face that and get past that. Okay. So I did. I got past that. I've been sober for eight years. Mm -hmm. But now in my life, I'm, you know, a mom, I'm running a business. I'm living the same life as, as a lot of people that are, that are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And in my life now, there's not a red flag that's saying, this is why your life does not feel up to where you know it can be. There's mm-hmm. not that thing. So I feel like the red flag is when you feel like the absence of bad is like a qualifier for good. Like, well, my life is good because there's nothing bad in it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the red flag. Yeah. Because that is absolutely not a qualifier for full life. Just mm-hmm. because like bad things aren't happening, the people around you are okay. So I say like, fine, fine is the new rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Think of when you feel fine, think of that as a red flag, like one of the things that I had gone through in the beginning of the book, like an addiction. Mm. So I love Waffle House. And I was like, I named these like flavors of fun and they sound like, like a Waffle House <laughs> menu. But it's like, you know, the different ways that we can trick ourselves into thinking that things are okay. Mm. And so the first one I call is like smoky. So it's like smoke and mirrors, like the hurt is unrelenting or like this feeling that this is not you know, this is not it, but you don't know how to face your fears. Mm-hmm. You're just, you want the illusion that everything is fine. It's smoke mm-hmm. and mirrors. So just mm-hmm. smoky and then smothered. Like mm-hmm. you keep on hearing the voice and you're smothering or you're numbing it. So maybe you are a person that has an issue like I did where you are, you know, just you're drinking wine to cover the pain or you're, you know, doing whatever it is. You're compulsively on social media or shopping. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're, you're doing anything you can to smother this this feeling, you know, that, that things aren't right. Mm. And then there's the one that's complacent. And I think that that's a, that's probably one of the most dangerous ones to fall into. And that's a, yeah, okay. I don't love my life, but this is, this is all that there is for me. And maybe someone else can experience this full life, but not me. Like mm. this, this way of living isn't for me. And you're fine being on an autopilot and cruise control because you think there's just not another level of life available. Mm. And then the last one, and Jordan, this is the one that I, 
and I fall into all the time mm. is distracted. Mm. And distracted is we make ourselves so busy that we never even check in with ourselves and are like, you know, how how is my life? Am mm. I living just fine? Am I just kind of on cruise control and mm. um, skating along? Mm. And I, I, I call fine, like, I like rock bottom. Mm. I like rock bottom because rock bottom is the place where my life was saved, mm. but it's where my life was changed. Like, mm. me me being in true rock bottom in recovery, feeling like I wanted to die, like I would have died if I hadn't ended up there. But, mm. you know, in rock bottom, that is just like the perfect place to build your new life. And I mm. think that fine and just being so-so and okay and eh, you mm-hmm. know I'm not going to open door number two because mm-hmm. door number one is familiar mm-hmm. that all that is a rock bottom in itself mm-hmm. because you're not reaching for more it's just you can't don't live your life just fine mm-hmm. like it's just there can be so much better of a life mm-hmm. out there for you I yeah. think yeah it's such a good such a good way to think about it because we do kind of just assume like well if it's not bad it must be good and that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that it's not good but it I think that that can create a lack of intentionality and mm-hmm. I mean that's something that I have written about recently too mm-hmm. just like I always talk about like when there is something bad happening in your life, because then it's like, well, then what's what's the situation? How do I still create a life that I really love even when they're or like, how do I still live fully or live life to the fullest? Like when there is something that I really don't like in my life or that I'm waiting for or that has gone wrong. And so my proposition there, and I'd be curious what you think about this, because it's not necessarily just settling for like, well, I guess this is just the way it is like and like Mm -hmm. moping around. But I actually really have had like my in my own life, I've had in those seasons been challenged to find ways to like your life. And I use the word like because sometimes when it does feel like something's out of place or something is broken or hurting or whatever, sometimes it's hard to be like, I love everything right now. And I think that's sometimes even oh, like absolutely. difficult. So it's like, but what can you do to, to curate and cultivate an existence that is lovely and full of life and something that still is enjoyable, mm-hmm. even if there is some really hard stuff or frustrating things going on, like we can acknowledge those. And it may those things may make it really difficult to love everything about your life right now. But don't absolutely. settle for like, well, it just sucks or like it just is what it is so it's just average Mm -hmm. like you can Mm -hmm. still do things to create an existence you love you can find a new hobby I agree you can you know get involved in something you care about and so I just be yeah I'm just curious what you think of like this concept of like even in the times where there is something bad or not great like what can you do to live fully or to like your life yes I wrote a whole chapter about that actually and like when I was writing this book Jordan I mean I know you have firsthand experience with this too but Mm -hmm. and I was just now open with it but I had four miscarriages while I was writing living fully so the the first um chapter that I started writing this book like two years ago my sister had lost um she had carried a baby 40 weeks and then Mm -hmm. he she had him he had a heart defect but they always thought that the surgery would fix it Mm -hmm. we never thought in a million years he wouldn't make it and he Mm -hmm. lived 34 days everything that could go wrong went wrong and it was I started writing this book in the midst of the one of the most terrible things that had ever happened to my family I'm very close to my sister we all experienced it with him and it was during COVID so they had to be separate it was just the absolute worst mm-hmm. and what I saw in them and they're not people that are like in the self-help space like me and you they're just real people living their lives and choosing to live fully through the most devastating loss I've ever seen someone endure and I watched them do that firsthand mm-hmm. and I wrote the chapter that I wrote about this is called loving fully and it's just kind of like when you've experienced a loss 
or something is going actively going wrong in their life. Like they watched this baby suffer for 34 days. As they were actively going through that, there were things that they always reached for the light. Not in a Pollyanna, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to ignore the facts kind of way. But in a, hey, it's already bad. Everything bad's going going wrong right now Mm -hmm. around me. And I'm going to choose to cling to, they're they're very religious, so Mm -hmm. prayer Mm -hmm. and like faith. Mm-hmm. and my family mm-hmm. and I'm going to look at the good side even when it's like really really hard mm-hmm. and you know I watched them do that over and over and I can still remember like after he, pa- he, he passed away I shared this part in the book and we went back to their house and we're just sitting there and it's just like what do you do you yeah know, what do you happens. do yeah what do you do mm-hmm. and she was already trying to grasp for the one ounce of like the shining light in it she looked over at me and she said do you think that he's a baby angel or a grown-up angel? And, mm. like, it's kind of funny to think about it now mm. because, like, it's so sweet and just, like, so mm. endearing to hear someone that has just lost their child to, to be thinking about that. And she mm-hmm. said, you know, I never I always believed in heaven, but I never had to picture it. But now mm. I have a child up there. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was mm. just so inspiring. So when I started writing this book, I just experienced that. And then as I was writing this book, I experienced miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. And like everyone's situation is different. The first two, I just watched my sister go through that. So the first two, I was like, okay, at least it wasn't as bad as my sister's. And I kind of counted it out and I was like, I'm going to move forward. And I had two children and I looked at that and I said, okay, I'm grateful. But then when it happened the third and the fourth time and one time, like I was further along and it was just, it was just bad. Mm. I was still writing this book from a place of just really believing in living fully. And that Mm. if you are experiencing something in your life and you can find a way to not just shut things off and say, I am, I can absolutely not experience that pain again. So I'm shutting myself off from these doors in life because I cannot experience that again. Mm. If you can continue to be open to the possibilities Mm. in the future and you can choose to find, you know, I wrote a chapter two on this ordinary joy. If you can Mm. choose to find and cultivate even little tiny bits and moments of joy and happiness and just one foot in front of the other, Mm. um, you can, I think you can make it through to the other side. I can only speak to my own story, but I watched my sister do it as well with a, excruciating experience Mm -hmm. and and I do feel that like what you said is is very valid you know you you just have to find a way to like your life Mm -hmm. again because Mm -hmm. when you throw the baby out with the bathwater and you just say like this is it I I just why did God Mm -hmm. do this to me or why did this happen Mm -hmm. to me or why did you know all the things that people say I just believe that you can live a different way because then you're not fearful of the things that 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 are going to happen to you 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 can also look back, I think, in your own life at examples of things that you've made it through. I know you have. Like, mm-hmm. I have, too. And I, I remember that. I remember I've made it through something like this before. I came out on the other side stronger, and I made it through. Like, look to your own experience or look to, you know, there's whole generations that we discount that I wish we looked for to, to mm-hmm. for self-help, you know, more than we do the 20-year-olds on TikTok sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, ask your grandparents, yeah. Lord have mercy. <laughs> they experience more adversity in their lives mm-hmm. than like we, 10 of us experience mm-hmm. together sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that they were, you know, look, yeah. people make it through. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say it's not devastating and absolutely hard and excruciating and 
I mean, I can't even describe, but I think that, you know, it's one foot in front of the other, but it's a commitment to, I don't, I want to live a bigger life. This is what is happening right now. But like I commit to loving fully because love does, I think, always prevail if you are committed to it. I think it really does. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Wow. That's powerful. And there's just so much that you shared there that is so it's so powerful, but it's like also seemingly so difficult. And to, you know, to have real life examples and real life stories to remember, like, it, this isn't to discredit the very real pain of situations. It's not to invalidate, like you said, it's, it's just about like, okay, what can I do with this? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm climbing this mountain, or I'm trudging through this valley. Mm-hmm. How can I make the journey just a little bit more enjoyable? That doesn't mean it is enjoyable. That doesn't mean it's not hard or tiring or exhausting. It's just like, what can I do to make this a little bit sweeter and a little bit fuller? Just a you know? little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So good. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. 
Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Okay, another question I have is... What steps can you take to be honest with yourself and your loved ones about where you're really at and kind of give up the facade that everything's okay, everything's great? Because I think that can kind of be the challenge. It's like, I'm trying to live fully. I'm trying to create an intentional like life that I really like or even love, even when things don't feel great or I don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not coming naturally. So how do we do that while simultaneously being careful not to just hold up this facade that like everything's good, you know, I'm fine. Like, how do you kind of open up and what, what would yeah. be your advice on how to be honest with that at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't feel that living fully in this way of life that I've written about in this book is something that you have to just halt your life and pause your life and make a total 180 turn. Mm-hmm. I really, I really believe that you can do this alongside living your everyday life. But the mm-hmm. first step, whether it's being honest with yourself or being honest with other people is you have to take an intentional look at your life and we move so fast and we every second of the day that we have free we're like scrolling through something Mm. and that is distracted living Mm -hmm. and that is no way to notice and then you know commit to getting out of this place where you're at so the very first thing like you've got to get honest with yourself about like you have to take a pause Mm -hmm. and you have to look at your life and there are going to be there you know I wrote so many different types of lessons in this book from different chapters because at different points in my life living fully I had to break through something different sometimes it's like fear is driving the ship for me Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like the noise the everyday noise of like busyness and stress Mm -hmm. And everything. I can't even like hear my own thoughts. Mm. Sometimes it's, you know, experiencing loss and choosing to live fully through that. Or sometimes it's attachments, attachments Mm -hmm. to my appearance or success or cheap or titles. Or I wrote about so many different things in living fully because it's going to be something different for every single person that they need to face and then remedy in their life to live Mm -hmm. fully. Everybody's got these different lives and sometimes people are rocking and rolling with their families, but there's something in their career that is Mm -hmm. truly holding them back from a full life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's vice versa. Sometimes it's something, you know, when I went to treatment, the biggest thing that I took away from treatment, the biggest lesson learned, the two biggest lessons learned that I would say that were the most valuable and influential in my life were not even like, they didn't have anything to do with sobriety. Mm -hmm. They had to do with, they took my hair extensions out. I opened the whole book with it. They took my hair extensions out, my permanent extensions that I've had for 10 years, never gone a day without them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd gotten them like replaced same day. Like I just always had this long blonde hair Mm -hmm. and they took these extensions out for the first time in 10 years. And I had an out of body, low, like just, I can't even describe it experience. Mm -hmm. And that was, such a pivotal moment and realization that I was so attached to remaining the person that I was Mm. that 
I couldn't move forward. Mm. They like who would think that you would have the lowest of the low when they took your hair extensions out? I was already in treatment. You would think that I'd already hit it, Mm -hmm. but like it was then, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's like you never know the thing Mm. that is preventing you from living fully, and so that's why I wrote about so many different things in in my book because when someone has no idea what it is, but they know they are feeling off. Mm. They sometimes need, if they don't have a therapist or a friend, or if they're like, I actually have no idea. I've sat down, I've thought about it. If you can read a book where someone else's experience would jog your memory, or if you can kind of have just a, just a little bit of help of ideas mm. where you may be lacking a little bit of fullness. I think that that can certainly help people to get honest about it Mm, or to at least mm -hmm. figure it out. And then it's up to you to, you know, take the steps. Mm, Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. So, so good. So practical, but also very, very helpful. I love it. Okay. One other question that I want to ask about that kind of relates to this as is, is this, as somebody who has traveled some really difficult roads, whether that's through loss of, you know, in your family or loss personally or addiction or any of the others, um, as someone who has walked some difficult roads, what has really helped you get out of the just getting by mentality? Like, is there any advice that you've been given or actions that you do or habits that you get into? Like, what helps you kind of get out of that mentality of like, just getting by? <laughs> so that's, I think it's it's a really hard one to get out of. And it's the mm-hmm. one that I think we all fall into. So I wrote about this book, you know, I said, I want it to be like a wake up call book. I don't want it to be a pat on the back, like a, you know, you're worth it. So do it book. Mm -hmm. I want it to be like, no, you're worth it. Okay. Like, let's get, just start the book with knowing that we're worth it. And I want it to be like a wake up call. Uh, Oh my gosh, there's a new level of living Mm -hmm. that is there. That is there for me. And Mm -hmm. now like possibly I know what I need to do to obtain that, but I don't just want it to be like a wake up call. I want Mm -hmm. it to be like a stay awake call. So Mm -hmm. You will always, I feel like it's just like gravity. You will always be pulled back to baseline, to just getting by, to cruise control, to busy. It's the way that our lives are. Mm -hmm. So my advice to anyone that tends to fall back into that, which is everyone, including me, Mm -hmm. it's you've got to stay awake part. It's the remembering, like every two days you check back in with yourself and you say, no, I'm choosing a bigger life. I can feel myself slipping back. I'm back on cruise control. Like, I don't want someone to be inspired by a book or a quote or a meme. And then they are just, you know, on top of the world for five days. And they've Mm -hmm. made the changes and they're feeling good. They go back down to baseline and then they just stay there. This, Mm -hmm. I want you to, living fully and like getting out of that, just getting by is re-choosing that over and over and over. That's what I do. That's what I've done for the last eight years. It's not a sobriety recovery Mm -hmm. thing. It is a... What is the thing that is holding me back from living the fullest life today? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to push past that? How am I going to mm-hmm. not choose comfort and ease in life mm-hmm. every single day and choose a bigger life? Like, because the joy is just 10 times more. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lows, of course, are lower if you're not always taking the safe road, but the joy mm-hmm. is vibrant. Mm-hmm. It's the only word that I can use to describe it. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'd be curious too, in your experiences, do you feel like that some, at least I've experienced this. So I'm curious if you've, if you've had the same experience or not, but when you've walked through a season or a hard experience that kind of makes it feel like you're barely just getting by or you're just not thriving at all. Have you found Mm -hmm. that serving others has been like a catalyst for like reigniting this sense of joy or like giving you a sense of like fulfillment and joy? Cause I have really found like in my own seasons of like just getting by or like things not going how I thought or pain or loss or all of the above, like 
I really found that leaning into doing something to give back or make a difference or serve like something about that. I don't know if it's just that it gets your head out of like you get it gets you out of your own head. It gets you out of yourself. It gets yeah. you out of yourself. And it gets you a different perspective too. Yeah. I think that it's always perspective can hold us back from a full life because you can discount yourself because someone else has it worth worse. Mm-hmm. But you can also like perspective is very powerful. Mm-hmm. If you can look at it as like, oh, this is going to help me to notice the things that are going well in my life. But, and then it's going to help me to serve someone that is in a time of need where things aren't going as well as they are going for me. So like I want, but it, I, yes, I agree. I think that's a free pass right there is just getting out of yourself and like serving someone else. And unfortunately, I don't, you know, I know that people, people they donate to GoFundMe and they do mm-hmm. they do things in their community and stuff like that. But I don't think service gets enough airtime. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. it's because people are serving behind the scenes. I would like to think that. I, I do that myself. But I also think that it's a me forward facing camera culture. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we see service as talking about something on Instagram, which I think that that's absolutely that's a way we can serve that we couldn't serve 15 mm-hmm. years ago. So mm-hmm. I do think that that's powerful. Yeah. However, I also think like you got to be the boots on the ground sometimes. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to, you can't miss out on that mm-hmm. that part of it. Yeah, 100%. So. I would agree. Yeah. I think sometimes it's like, it's a weird way to say it, but like kind of getting your hands dirty, like getting your hands yes. in the dirt yeah. and like doing it, like doing the hard yep. thing and being there in person or sitting. Like I had a friend who once shared with me that like she was walking through a really hard season after a breakup and it was like a single season for her for a long time afterwards. And she was just really feeling down. Like all of her friends were getting married mm-hmm. and, and um, she started to, she just kind of decided like, I'm going to serve in a nursing home because there's a lot of lonely people there and I feel lonely in this season. Yes. And I was like, wow, like that was just so inspirational to me to like lean into the place of your own pain. Like that sometimes feels impossible, but it's also like, I don't know. She said there was just something so rewarding about that. And that's a very, yeah, that's a special story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, whatever that might look like, whether or not it's the specific area, you know, there really is something to be said about like rolling Mm -hmm. your sleeves up, boots on the ground and like being in person and hearing stories and like serving and listening and loving. And you can do that from some in so many different ways. But there is something like that. I think that fills our hearts up when we do get to have like FaceTime with people or like, you know, to use like work with our hands and make a difference. So anyways, I love that. Okay, I I would love to wrap up here shortly. I don't want to take your whole day. But in your book, you talk a lot about living without holding back. And I would love if we can just kind of end on this piece of the conversation, because we've kind of circled around that a lot. And I would just love to hear what does that look like to you? And what are some things that we can start doing to start working toward that to start living Mm -hmm. without holding back? Yes, I love it that you've ended on that because it's um, essentially when you're not living fully, you are holding back. Mm -hmm. You are holding back from a full life that is absolutely accessible to you. Now, I know because I have seen and I've experienced adversity, but I especially know because I am sensitive to the fact that Some people might start at the starting line and some people start 100 feet back from the starting line. I understand that people's circumstances to a full life and journeys there are different. However, I believe that everyone has access to it. Mm. I absolutely believe it. So with holding back, I I hold myself back with all different things that I wrote about in the book. Mm. Two big things for me. One big thing for me is fear. I'm afraid. Mm. I am afraid of what could happen if I, like I said a while ago, if I open door number two. Door number one, I know what's behind it. It's easy. It's comfortable. Do I value easy living and comfort over 
immense joy and a vibrant, I get one life, I get one shot over the vibrant version of this life that I'm living. Mm. I have to make that choice. Now, if I'm going to hold back, I'm going to open door number one and it's going to feel okay. Mm -hmm. But if I open door number two, I'm not holding back because door number two, you could experience adversity, Mm -hmm. unforeseen risk, something that you haven't even seen before. You don't know the outcome. Mm -hmm. And holding back would be not opening that door. It would be saying, I don't want to try again because I've miscarried four times. It would Mm. be saying, I don't want to try my hand at becoming like it's starting a blog online because I'm afraid of what my friends will say about me from high school. Or Mm. it's saying, um, I'm not going to put myself out there again because I've just had the most horrible breakup and like, I I don't think, I think I've got to keep myself behind this curtain. I don't think I can experience that again. Mm -hmm. And um, it's such a shame to hold Mm -hmm. back because life, I I, I know because I've lived kind of two different versions of life. Mm -hmm. I lived a good life, really Mm -hmm. good life before I had these issues. You know, maybe you're a person that's like, I don't have anything kind of in common with her. So I'm not going to buy this book because... I don't have an addiction. You know, I don't have, I didn't do these big things in my twenties. I don't feel like I'm attached to achievement, but like I I wasn't either for the first 24 Mm -hmm. years of my life. I didn't have these problems either, Mm -hmm. but I think I had a problem with holding back. I -hmm. think that I had a problem with wanting to stay in the safe zone. Mm -hmm. And so my advice to someone would be, I believe very much in signs and I very much believe that you hear the things that you're supposed to hear in life and mm-hmm. that, that they're, they're giving you the opportunity to have a bigger life. Mm-hmm. So I, I do believe that in people picking up a certain type of book or listening to your podcast or hearing certain things that certain people say a certain way, mm-hmm. that is your, that lights the, the match for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like that, but you've got to keep the, you've got to keep the flame going. You've got to like take the steps to choose not to hold back and that you want to commit to, to living fully, to living different. Mm-hmm. And and also like the advice that I would give to someone is when you're facing that crossroad where you're like, oh, easy or like a little harder. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing easy. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to tell you on the other side of a lot of very hard that life is so much richer and more beautiful and amazing. And I just can't even describe the difference in life before and after mm-hmm. living this way. Mm-hmm. So... Wow. Yeah. Just don't hold. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah. It's so tempting <laughs> yeah. too, too. And you know, it's like sometimes I think we can without even realizing that's what we're doing because we don't identify and call out the thing that's getting in the way. Uh-huh. And so we just kind of like, oh, well, I don't think that's for me, you know, and sometimes yeah. it's not. Sometimes you have to really use discernment and say, is this, is this worth it? Or is this right for me? But if it is, and then you don't identify like, mm, yeah, I'm just kind of avoiding, you know, I think avoidance mm-hmm. can be something we don't even identify oh, as that. Good. So. <laughs> You know, big, big. Yeah. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I think that's just really powerful and good advice and a good reminder. I think we all need that like subtle, swift kick in the pants, you know? So, um, yep, just a little one. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> and you do it gently too, which is good. But I appreciate it. I mean, it's seriously, everything that you said is like truthful, but like honest and a little kick in the pants. It's good. It's good. 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 So, thank you. Anyway, I would love to chat for another like four hours with you, but I just want so to share well. a little snippet of some of the, you know, wisdom and, and encouragement and inspiration in your book and just a bits and pieces of the conversations we get to have too with, oh, cool. with this community. Cause I know we all need to be encouraged. And I think all of us have, you know, it, it's easy to get on autopilot, especially when you live through like global pandemics and lockdowns and the changing world and your own changing seasons of life and your own hardships oh within gosh. your family. It's like, how do I keep my head above water? You know? And so it's just like, mm-hmm. we just need little reminders to say like, keep going, yes. keep looking for the good, keep choosing 
the next step. That doesn't mean to invalidate or ignore the hard, hard things that might be happening around you or that might be wearing you out, but try to make it a little bit of an enjoyable, enjoyable experience in any little way that you can, you know, and this is your life. Like, this is it. This is it. And this is your only go. And like, it's not a fluffy book. I tell real stories and I give real tools from like real experience. And and I cried blood, sweat and tears for three years trying to write this book because I was so obsessed with getting it right. Mm. And I really hope that I did because I, you know, if I didn't have to write this book, I've got 95 arms in my business, just Mm -hmm. like you do. Mm -hmm. Like I did, I wrote this book because I really, I I live a different way. Mm -hmm. I want people to live a different way. And like, I don't even care if my name or pictures on the front cover. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want people to hear this message because it changed my life. Mm -hmm. It changed my life. Mm -hmm. It's just so crazy how much night and day different it is the way that I live today versus Mm. 10 years ago so good so encouraging and that means you know that's such a beacon of hope for so many who feel like they're in that like I'm just fine I'm just getting Mm -hmm. by our life is not Mm -hmm. good and I don't know how to make it any better you know Mm -hmm. it really is just so encouraging so all of that said I mean I'm excited about the book can you share where everyone can hear more about your story learn from you and also grab a copy of living fully yes um so you can grab a copy just anywhere books are sold and then MalloryUrban.com is, you can get access to my podcast or book or YouTube mm-hmm. channel or merchandise or, you know, we do everything, blog. We literally do every, every anywhere you like to consume things, we are there. Mm-hmm. So besides like sketchy things. Mm-hmm. So um, we, uh, we are, yeah, that's basically like our hub. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then on Instagram is where like I like to live most of the time online. And that's just my name, Mallory Urban. So awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today for sharing all the wisdom that you have and it's just been so encouraging to learn from you and to get to see this book unfold and now it's just the fact that it's out in the world is so fun so you guys go grab a copy and Mallory thank you so much for being here you are so sweet thank you Jordan and thank you for all of your support and encouragement for what I've been doing for like five years you know I know people don't know you personally, maybe that listen to the podcast, but you are just the real deal. Like you have spilled every secret to me on how to do everything Mm. successfully. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. Mm. Um, I really am. You're just the real deal. So thank thank you. You You really don't need it. I mean, you're crushing it as it is, but it's encouraging to hear that. So anyway, you guys make sure you go grab a copy of the book and we will catch you on the next episode. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. 
Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.